Hello and welcome to All the Overs, the only Essex cricket podcast. I'm Terry. I'm Cheese. I'm Owen. And together we are three friends who talk Essex cricket and not, not a lot else really. Um, wow. Um, really good to see you guys. Uh, it feels like it's been an age, um, but in reality it's only really been a couple of weeks. Um, I hope you're both well. How are you doing, Cheese? Yeah, I'm very good, thank you. Have we been up so much lately? Uh, not a lot, to be honest. Living the dream with work, and that's keeping me very busy. How about you? Same. Very busy. Three weeks into my new job. Open evening was yesterday, and I am on my knees today. <laughs> but it was very good. Thank you. You doing, you doing well, Owen? I'm actually in really good mood, actually. I've had a really, like, I've had a day off, but, like, really productive day. So, um, yeah, I'm buzzing, actually. Like, you know when things are going, all your, you know, everything goes well. That's me today. Oh, that's nice. I'm pleased to hear that. That's really good. Um, well, talking about things going well, we've got some things that have gone well for Essex. Um, we've got things that have gone not so well for Essex. Um, and obviously we're uh, creeping towards the end um, of the season. So there won't be much more for us to talk about very soon. Um, so, yeah, I, I just don't feel like I've seen anywhere near enough um, of Essex this season um, but I also feel like the season's gone on for a really long time It's a weird one isn't it like it feels like it started earlier and it's ended much later to fit all the games in Yeah but I still feel like I haven't despite that I've not seen enough um, which is a bit of a shame work just gets in the way when, like, when one of you win the lottery can you just let us know so we can literally just watch cricket all the time? That would be the dream, was it? That, that would, would be the dream. dream. I'm not hearing agreement yet. Although if you're in the lottery, I'd rather, win, I'd rather watch cricket in Barbados than in Chelmsford. That's, that's, uh, that's, that's lovely, Owen, but it's not really good for the podcast. It'd be all the overs, Barbados Tritons, and that would be us when we learn. Oh, but that's fair, that I could get on board with. <laughs> We'll leave Essex behind and just follow Barbados. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah exactly. that's what I'm saying, yeah. <laughs> just be down to you and I, Cheese. We'll hold the fort here while Owen lives it up in the sunshine with his uh, deputy beers. Imagine, the t- imagine that, because then wouldn't be recording for me like at three in the morning or something. Yeah. <laughs> He'd be like, sorry, I've just got to get out of the bar. <laughs> the Calypso accent. Where's this come from? Don't know, mate, don't know. It's like... Pick it up. I just picked it up. <laughs> just, I was saying, you've changed. <laughs> You're not Essex anymore. Oh, dear. Well, if they win the right. league, they can go and play out there, can't they, in the pre-season match? You can put us up. Yeah, definitely. Okay, well, that sounds like a really good plan to me. Okay, right. So, uh, a few things to talk about this evening. Um, let us start with Yorkshire. What a thumping. Well, <laughs> did you just say it was a thumping it's Yorkshire isn't it I, I've got a thing about it yeah. I mean Owen gets really hung up on Yorkshire I mean I don't mind getting hung up on Yorkshire and you know the press bias and everything else but to say we thumped them is being incredibly generous on our performance yeah yeah maybe but I just think you know it's like when I don't know like 
Tottenham beat Man City and they're like even one by one nil and that's an amazing result like for me it's the same do you know what this reminds me of you know when, you, when I don't know how, how many times you guys have been to Henley but you go to Henley and they uh, they do the um, very diplomatic kind of old school descriptions of the wins um, and they go wins comfortably and or convincingly and this is a convincing win I would say right are we looking at the same game? Yeah, it was a tight think... game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yorkshire, though. It's Yorkshire. So any wins a convincing win, is it not? Uh, well, to be fair, looking at the scorecard, um, let's let's talk about that first innings then, because I was quite impressed with... Um, no, we keep coming back to Snater. I mean, look at the amount of... You know, he's got, what, three... He took three. Uh, Cook took three. Porter a couple. Allison took a couple. Um, and again, Rossington behind the stumps, looking good. To keep a theme from last 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 episode, looking at Allison's Connie rate of one point three six or one point four, it is is incredible, isn't it? It's like with the fact that we're not just getting we've got bowlers now coming through aren't just getting wickets but their conning rate is incredibly low which is nice and what, what's also nice is that it's by and large part is the it's our homegrown players it's the ones coming from the Essex Premier League that are are producing these you know just taking wickets lower economy rate which I think is really really nice I mean it, it's amazing considering you know Snater bowls only one more over than Allison yet his economy is like nearly treble that you know for 39 runs I mean that that's you've got to be if you're Alice you've got to be pleased with that and you can't to be fair yeah I know he's only rivaled by Christian but he only bowled one over so we, we'll just discount that he's an outlier but yeah. I think overall I think are yeah I think seen, a bowling are we still seeing right. as a massive off topic are we still seeing Critchley as a bowler I I still see him as an, an all-rounder I would say he's he started well with the ball, but he's becoming more of a part-time role, and that's probably more to the credit of uh, our other like players than a disservice to like his performance. I think that's fair. You must you must have known that coming from was it North? I mean, uh, my Northamptonshire. Was he came from? Uh, I want to say Derbyshire. Well, Derbyshire. I well, you know I knew someone in the Mid- Midlands. Um, but to come from there and go to come to Essex, where you've probably got, you know, you were saying last the podcast trees about how we've got the best, not individuals, but team in the league. And coming to Porygon is the best overall bowling attack in the league. Yeah, I mean, hopefully he's not feeling too down now the fact that, you know, he was taking because of fun last season, but now he's not given much opportunity. You must realise the fact that, you know, your second fiddle to Harmer, Porter, Siddle, no, sorry, uh, Slater. Uh, and uh, and cook. Yeah, but only in the first innings. Because when you look at the second innings, I mean, he took he took the same amount of wickets as Porter did. Yeah, we, when we look at we went obviously the Lancashire game later, but you know, it's, it's similar there. We, Critchley didn't get many overs, and actually, on, on social media, a lot of people were moaning when he came on to bowl. So, I'm not saying that they were great, but there, there was a, there was an atmosphere, definitely an atmosphere on Twitter and on the um, Facebook pages that people weren't. People didn't like that bowling change. Mm. Um, I, I don't know. I think he 
he is an all-rounder and he'll get as much uh, as much playtime as he needs based on the position of the game if that makes sense yeah and then you know Sometimes he doesn't help himself with things like, well, I know we're going to come on to Yorkshire and everything else, but when you go for, you know, 20 in and over, you can't really expect people to be happy at that kind of return. But then other times he will just chip in with a very low economy, very solid three or four um, wickets in an innings. Yeah, I mean, he's, I mean, think, we signed them because we know he can take wickets, can't we? And score some runs. I mean, he is—he is like a second-string harmer, isn't he? In a sense, in terms of like you know, he can, he's, he's a reliable player. But I, I, it seems, seems like the mood music for him is more towards, you know, he's in there for like a to prop the lower, prop the lower order up. Although from the last two games, Snake is doing that much better. So. I'd be absolutely amazed if Snater doesn't win player of the season. Yeah, we've got his... Got his I mean, we're talking about it happened in the Lancashire game, but he's got his cap finch. I mean, I was... I, I was shocked it's taken this long for him to get his cap. Given the last season, he performed very well as well. So, it's nice, nice the fact that he's been, you know, properly capped. I always find that a weird sort of archaic system, but there we go. It was good for him to have the recognition, finally, so... Yeah, I mean that's the benefit of the system is that in fact it's it's you know you're recognised for good performances. I just find it strange that you know it's still hanging around. Yeah, it's been a long time coming. We've you know we've been on a journey with him. We were very harsh critics when he first came onto the scene. Well, he was. And it's nice to be well. It's nice to be proven wrong to see the growth, and you know it kind of makes you appreciate just how far outside the system we are sometimes. Like. It's very easy for us to comment and go, uh, scouts, coaches, don't know what you're doing. And then two years later, having a big slice of humble pie and going, ah, got that one wrong. These guys know a lot more than we do as much as, you know, we follow. Yeah, true. I, mean, I do think that it's credit. I mean, much credit must be due to the ethics of coaches, the fact that he's not the only person that's, that's been like, where you're like, you know, is this person going to get another contract? So Paul Walter's the same. Is he another contract? And now, like, the white ball cricket, he's absolutely smashing out of the park. And then you've got Slater. Is he going to get another contract? And then suddenly, he's, you know, he's a he's one of the best bowlers in the club. So, and, bat, and batters as well. He's... he's, he's he was 65, not out. Exactly. Second, half century, no one's surprised anymore. It's like, oh, yeah, you know, we, we know... It's kind of expected from him now, isn't it? I mean, he got... 46 in the first inning. So he's uh, so across the two innings, you know, he's like, he's got like 109 runs. Would you move That's... him up the order or would you leave him where he is? Leave I kind of him. like him where he is. I like him Because he he's is. got some minerals about him that if he's coming in in a dire position, he'll hit out and get out, which is very nervy. But at the same time, he's got the talent to produce. So you can kind of trust him. I think people forget that and Alice Cook made this comment in an interview, I think, last year, really well about looking at batting averages and you should look at where they are in the batting order to, to really reflect on they are. So, you know, the, the opening batsmen, if they haven't got particularly high averages, they are facing a new ball with the best against the best bowlers with the, who are fresh. And then lower down, you are facing 
the bowlers who have now on their second, third spell with an older ball and it's, you know, it's not quite as difficult. I'm not saying it's not difficult, but it's not quite as difficult. I do worry if you put someone like Snape drop the order, he won't be able to cope with it. Um, same with Harmer. I don't think Harmer should go, he can bat, but he shouldn't be going at the order. You want yeah. people who, there, well, who are there as batters uh, and who can face this, you know, ball that's swinging miles and, and it's hard and it's coming in at you at 80 miles an hour. Yeah. It's 111, by the way, I can't count. Yeah. There you go. But no, I think no, I keep, well, the Lancashire game was a real advert for, for Championship cricket. You know, it was a thrilling match. Um, two very the, the Lancashire game. Yorkshire, Yorkshire we still Yorkshire. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> not in Lancashire yet. On my notes here, I've I've looked at the wrong bit. Um, the Yorkshire bit was a was a thrilling match, and I think that's a real advert for Kansas cricket. You know, going down to that last wicket, you know, it, it was exciting. And when people say that, oh, you need to get young, you need to get it's T20 or the 100 that get people into cricket. I, don't, I, I in, the, in my office, I always say, actually, no, take, take your kids to a championship match. Like a, a well-poised championship match is, is probably more thrilling than a, than a, a T20 match because it's, you know, it, it's so much more intense with the, the extra time they're given to, to draw that drama out. And there's a lot more strategy involved as well, isn't there? You know, it's, 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 it's not that... Um, not to say anything bad about T20, but, you know, in terms of this is more intelligent cricket. Um, I think that's a bit mean. It's a, there's different strategies and tactics for both. It's, you know, T20 is a bit go big or go home. Um, that's but, what I meant. I don't mean it. In, it's not to denigrate T20 because you, you guys know how much I love T20. The IPL has changed everything. It has brought serious tactics into it. Which is filtered through, like the fielding now. The fielding now at championship level is so incredible because of T20. And I think, I know there's a lot of people that uh, poo-poo T20 and franchise cricket and all that stuff, but you have to, rec- you have to recognise that when you're watching Red Bull cricket, that the standard of play you're watching is increased. They look at the fact that they're more, they're more athletic, they're more fit, they're more, you know, they train harder. They, it's because of T20 cricket. So I think we've got... A lot of people will say that county cricket... And this is the current argument with the ECB, and I know we'll get on to that later on, but a lot of people will say that the standard of county cricket has now dropped as a consequence. Like your point about players being better athletes and better at field and everything else, a hundred percent true. But then the standard of bowling, batting at county test level, because it's that different style that's not as, you know, practiced, let's say, because you don't have rotated international tournaments like you do with the IPL, the Big Bash, the Caribbean Creek, all that stuff. That's now dropped. That's, you know, and that, and that's a fair point that some may argue. I was going to say, before we got onto this, like, and we you brought up drama, before we move on to the real drama of the week, let's not <laughs> ignore Dan Lawrence getting 60 against Yorkshire, because he's needed a knock. You know, he's not had the best of seasons by his standards. I think that was really good for him to do. Um, and that's probably the last thing I'll say about Yorkshire because I really want to talk about Lancashire. And that's a really nice point to move on, actually. Talk about Westy's captaincy as a nice link. Go ahead, Owen. Do you think he is up to the scratch of what we expect at Essex? Was what was Yorkshire too close? I'm going to let Cheese go first on that one. Uh, for a team that's close to being relegated, it was too close. 
but I don't necessarily think that's down to Wesley's captaincy. Well, like you mentioned Lawrence, he got one over, and like he's a decent part-time spin bowler. But then, all right, that is a fair point. But then let's pivot to Lancashire, where another decent half-time over, Critchley, went for 26 in an over in the second innings when your, uh, Lancashire was seven for six. Okay. Should we move to Lancashire within the, uh, the, the drama? I mean, if this everyone's, everyone's probably shooting if this is better than they. No one yeah, the, let's face it. This is this is the game to talk about. This is the game that cheese text saying, "Do we have to talk about this?" <laughs> I know you could feel the tension coming through the text. <laughs> uh, yes, we do. We absolutely do. Okay, so oh. I don't know where to start. I don't know where to start either. I was all, I was already earlier. Go on with the pitch. Do you think the pitch is bad? I think it's not bad, bad. I don't think it's will get docked points bad, but I don't think it did us any favours. You raised a very good point about we've never had these conditions before. The season's gone on so late. Dry pitches that have had no rain for weeks or barely any rain. We've had some drizzles in Essex. Overcast clouds the ball is going to go around corners. And I think you're right. But 26 wickets on a day is ridiculous. And it's not the first time we've said yeah. this this season. And to be fair, your your text was the pitch smells funky. Funky, in case that Funky. Um, but if you see some of the shots that were played, like I think someone did a, a reverse forward defensive and it's like, and they got caught off it. It's like, what do you expect? And you'd be mucking about like that. Yes. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think a lot of the players let the occasion get to them on both sides. Like the fact that Essex, you know, we bowled them out, what, 131 in the first innings and then they bowled us for 100, 107, yeah, in the second. I think both teams just got caught up in the absolute ridiculousness of the day. And it's definitely in the Lancashire second inning. Some of those shots were ridiculous. Um, but that that is a question mark about captaincy and Wesley. He should have controlled the game better because there's no reason we should have lost that given the position they are in. Yeah, I completely agree. Well, we went into our second innings like absolute what well, I don't know about anyone else but I was absolutely confident I was like yeah 73 all out let's smash this yeah I was waiting for, I was waiting for a win I was waiting for a win we were all waiting for a win I was like right let's get let's get the drinks at the ready this is going to be not a walkover but I didn't think it would be difficult I certainly didn't think we'd lose yeah I, just, I don't I I don't know whether their head, like as she said, when their heads they went, you can't bat on this wicket and went out and just prodded at balls. And it, it, what happened, happened. Um, I'd love to know what was said in the dressing room afterwards. On both sides. So oh, like, Lancashire um, tweeted what happened in the dressing room afterwards, didn't they? They were went from oh, yeah. moaning, moaning about the pitch and saying it's the worst thing ever to like doing some weird dance thing. So, um, yeah. The thing is, you can moan about the pitch, don't get me wrong. I think it's quite a valid thing to bring up when wickets tumble like this. 
but both sides have to do it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's the same for everyone. And it, you know, they will play on the same pitch. Yeah. Lancashire at the end were very. I'm not going to say ungrateful because that's not quite the word or not magnanimous I think is what I'm trying to say like you know it's like oh this is the result that should have been it's like well no and you know Hampshire as well same day different um different pitch they got bowled out for 57 so there's a lot going on and no one's questioning the pitch in that game I think everyone has well, I'm sure it's fine. Like, but it, I think it's just it's a case of that it is, it's swinging with. I do. I stand my opinion. I think it's swinging with the overcast conditions. But yet we got pitches that are rock hard, and it's um it's bouncing up a lot. I mean, you know, even in club cricket, you're you're seeing very similar results. Yeah. Um, so I, you Your know, team I played, of the weekend. I, yeah, I played a team. Yeah, I played exactly. I played the match of the weekend where people were bowled out for a hundred and. At Division Two level, so it's it's not. <laughs> I'd have loved to have been bowled out for a hundred, <laughs> all out for forty six. <laughs> Never mind, just a little segue. Yeah, I, I don't. I think the pitch is a poor excuse. I think it was. Um, yeah, it was, I, I think I agree with Cheese. I think the bats, the batters, got in their heads that you can't bat on this, and then weren't not playing sensibly, not seriously or sensibly, but you know, just were playing shots that were bizarre. Do you think it was wrong to bring on Harmer and Critchley that early in the second innings? You've got Snater, who he had four wickets for six runs in, I want to say, five overs at that point. And then Harmer comes in, Critchley comes in. Critchley didn't go for 26. Sorry, I got it wrong in my head. I think they Critchley went for 10. And he went for 10, like right at the end of the day, which I think cost us some momentum. Because at that point, they were seven for six with Snater and Cook just absolutely tearing through. I, I do, wor- you know, given that he was bowling a eight and 11 over spells, a pretty pretty long for fast bowlers at you know professional level so I, I i just i wonder whether you know wesley knew they were getting t- this is i hope my hoping the wesley saw you know he knows it he knows what his teammates are like when they get tired they train together all the time and he sort of saw someone getting tired and didn't want to like their their arm dropping a bit and and giving some loose balls away uh, and in that it, case why didn't porter that, 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 I was about to say, I don't see why I don't see why Porter didn't come on. I think the condition the conditions suited someone who can swing it and bounce it because the bounce was this thing is the bounce was true. That's why I don't think when people moan about the whole Somerset pitch. Oh, you know they as if like as if like Essex were the ones that decided that the Somerset pitch was bad. The bounce was all over the place in that match. You didn't know what was going on. Whereas this one, the bounce the bounce was true. Uh, you know, it came th- came through. At, reasonable it wasn't going it wasn't going you know one the same bit was going low than high it just it just moved a lot um and then the, the batters couldn't couldn't cope with it and why you know why should they be able to cope with it they don't, they don't train for these conditions that's a fair point but i do agree with cheese i i would have brought porter porter and harm wrong i don't see why critchley got a ball no 
but the outcome is what the outcome is and uh can't change it um it's just a bit of a damper after the yorkshire game do you think it's slightly inexcusable though to lose a game when a team is seven for six yeah (laughs) yeah 100 percent. yeah i think i think it's embarrassing actually if i'm honest because the expectation that that generates, you know, is, is, well. Maybe, maybe actually looking at this, looking, I've got this scorecard up and talking about bowlers being tired. I haven't got, I don't know what it was like in his first half of his spell, but Sam Cook got given 11 over spell, unheard of. I was like, I was like, even in club cricket, you don't really get 11 over spells unless you've got a very weak team. You got no first change. Eleven overs, forty runs. For for bearing in mind last podcast, we're talking about his average being below two. Four over four, which is which is, you've got a lower scoring match and an economy rate that is bad in a high scoring match. So he, I I think Sam Sam Quick was bold for too long, and I, and you cheese. I mean, mentioning cheese is completely right. You had Porter. You know, in the team, like one one of the best bowlers, one of the best swing bowlers in the country. Why was he brought on? You know, Port, you you must know that Sam Cook doesn't he doesn't get tired after seven eight overs. Bring Porter on. Keep you keep the low economy rate. Is is these is these are things that critically tech one over ten balls that will bring it down to sixty three. You bring Porter on, get half the economy rate that that Cook's on. And then suddenly it changed everything when we're 59 all out. That's a win. That's now what? That's now a win. I think that's probably the only thing I'd take away that decision. And then also it's very hard to do this podcast sometimes and not be like partisan. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna call out like Balderson's hat trick, which you never see, or you know, it's like a one four seven in snooker. They're so rare. Just point out, I got this season. Thank you much. Oh, okay. Everyone, <laughs> um, <laughs> <but they> are... <laughs> no, 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 sorry. It was at work. Everyone asked me how my game went the weekend. I normally and I, I normally say whatever. The one week no one asked is that we got a hat trick. I was like, oh right. Well done for your hat trick, Owen. Guarantees. Yeah, he's not saying well it. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, you know, fair play. You can talk through if you you've want. interrupted me, but it's a very right. good interruption. I'll give you credit for it. Um, I think they're the turning points, like those decisions, those moments. I think you don't bowl critically, and you close the day. Let's say five one five runs in a wicket, right? Or just five runs, lower down. Yeah makes the target a bit easier but also the hat-trick moment in the second innings yes he's bowled really well and i'm sh- let's say two out of the three are weldies that you can't defend whoever comes in in the middle of that spell you've just gotta like do something super safe and not give them all that momentum Yeah, 
Wow. I think it's best that we move on. Yeah, I, I do think with such a low target, what are you saying in the dressing room to get them out there fired up? Like to stop heads going down, stop batsmen going, oh, the game's done now, it's impossible to bat on. No, you, surely your, your job is to fire them up. Yeah. But we don't know that that didn't happen. Yeah, well, Terry, you're, you're a teacher. So you had, you, you know, obviously teachers sticking to cricket, but imagine you had results, every, every child took their, their exam intermittently. And they're getting mm. bad grades, bad grades, bad grades. Surely you'd be like firing the teachers that are going, like, you're a vision center, be, you know, let, we, let's do this. Yeah, let's turn this around. Like, let's, let's really try hard. Let's concentrate. Let's, you know, focus on, focus on our core skills. Basically my assemblies. Oh, right. But, <laughs> but surely you're set, set there going, like, this, this, is, this is Fortress Chelmsford. We know this ground. We, we, we know how to play on it. We can do this. And it's not, a, it's not, a, it's not even a full strength Lancashire. That's the worst part. I think that's, yeah, that makes it even worse. Imagine if Jimmy Anderson was there. I don't want to imagine that. But then maybe, would that have been inspiring? Like, look at Jimmy Anderson out there, kind of thing. I, I, don't know. I think, I think if, if Cheese is right, if Baldwin's getting hat tricks, what what's he going to do? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think you, have to, you have to consider that. But hey-ho. So... We've covered Yorkshire, we've covered Lancashire. Um, before we move on to the Northamptonshire preview, because I like to finish with the previews before we move on, um, shall we talk the new championship proposals? Because I think there's quite a lot to cover there. Um, does one, can one of you just give a little bit of a pricey of the, the main changes? looking at you cheese uh i mean, might be more knowledgeable um but from my understanding one league in division one two leagues in division two six teams in division one seven teams ish yes 20 so seven in each in the two like lower divisions they will then the winners of those leagues would play a playoff and replace the team relegated from Division 1. The idea being that all the county championships would take place, a county championship games would take place between April to May, possibly June. Basically, instead of this elongated season where you start with one format, then you have another format, then you have another format with some overlap of the previous format, and then you come back to the championship. Each one is going to be basically a block, apart from maybe one day cup and the hundred still having some overlap. So all the county championship would get done. Then you'd have the T20. Then you'd have the one day cup. Mm. It's quite a, a drastic check. What is that? several changes there that changes the whole season quite dramatically so for, for a club like Essex overall yeah. it's a lot less games not just I mean people were saying oh less football games which I know, I know the members you know it's, it's what, they, what they like but it's, 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 it's less games for everything 
it's less games at Chelmsford um, and less games for Essex. Um, and I, I thought I saw I mentioned you guys in the pre-chat, but I, I heard a stat that Essex take more revenue on one T20 game than they do for the entire Canada Championship. So to reduce the T20 by four games is going to be a huge detriment on our revenue. The clubs that don't care about that are the ones that are going to be get test matches one day, internationals, the, the hundred. They, they're, they're, they're boost their coffers anyway, and and also I think it's the wider economy. There's, I mean, you know, Johnson is a great city. It's, it brings in people f- from all over the county. Anyway, it's the county town. It's you know, probably the the best shopping and the best nightlife in the county, bar those places near near London. Um, yeah. But there aren't there aren't many occasions other than like well, V Festival's long gone, isn't it? So there aren't many occasions that bring people people into Chelmsford en masse and put their money into into the pubs, clubs, takeaways, restaurants on a particular occasion. I know it's only seven thousand people, but it's a huge blow not just to Chelmsford but the the, the, the city economy as well. Um, so it's a and we're not the only ones. We did mean in Northamptonshire, there'd be Leicestershire. You know, you know, all three of us lived in Leicester. We know that the area of the count that games in Leicestershire is not is not particularly affluent area of Leicester. That's going to be the same impact, but worse for those sort of counties. We're lucky that you know, Chelmsford is a very affluent city, isn't it? But uh, it is. I see, I think it's the whole a massive thing, draw, though, the cricket, isn't it? The whole thing is like these are the teams we like, and everyone else can do one. And I think their dream is that it would be Lancashire, Leicester, uh, Lancashire, Yorkshire, Surrey, Middlesex, um, Durham, and uh, Warwickshire will be the top six. And they've put in place things to stop them getting relegated so easily. I was going to say, like, do you think that they've all? So a lot of people have already come out and said, no, I'm against it. Um, you know, I think Essex have come out, our chairman come out, Sussex, and I want to say one more. Um, but do you think that's because they're the ones that have basically even said, you're not going to be in the top division when this goes in? Like, we're not going to take this on the league position next year? It's going to be these teams, and we like we've already been told. Unlucky, you're playing in Division Two. It doesn't be that harsh. I reckon they're going to bank on the fact that the teams outside of test, test, test playing test playing counties will have such smaller financial resources. You can't pay the players as well. There's less incentives to go there. And the facilities, the facilities will fall behind. I mean, look, I, like look at international cricket. They, 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 they rig the system in international cricket so that the India, Australia, and England get the bulk of the handouts from the ICC. That vast part, the countries are already already very, very rich. Get, you know, India's not a rich country, but it, this cricket board is the richest in the world. Um, already get the, already get huge revenues, and then the big handouts go to teams who people teams who don't really need it. And then falling behind are people like the West Indies, uh, who were used to be world beaters 20 years ago, but now aren't. And everyone goes, oh, you know, why aren't the West Indies the team they were? To give you a scale of the problem, the West Indies have got one indoor training centre in the entire of their um, islands. I think Antigua is the only place that can actually train 
indoors and then they wonder why they can't compete and I think this will be the same. Like we're looking at five years' time. You're going to have these test, these test playing counties are going to have such big financial resources, can pay the players, the facilities will be out of this world, their academy systems will be absolutely world-class, and Essex won't be able to invest it because they won't have the revenue coming in. Mm-hmm. And, and they'll go, oh, you know, what happened to, whatever happened to Essex? Like, well, you rigged the system to make sure that, they, that we can't compete. And that, that's what I find this whole thing so, so annoying, is that it's... They, I don't, I don't, I don't know what they want from the game. I don't, you've got to, to, another thing for Essex that we we don't ever talk about is that we are the team of East Anglia. Like we just, this my mates who live in Suffolk come to watch Essex. My mates who live in Cambridgeshire come to watch Essex. Even as far as Norfolk come to watch Essex. You know, we we are we're a team of a, of a whole region. And the other clubs, they're in big cities. You know, they'll always be they'll always be fine. They'll always have cricket, but. If Chelmsford collapses, I can't see people up in Deerham coming down to, you know, regularly coming, oh, Deerham's a very bad example. Um, people in East, Ber- East Burgholt regularly making trips to, to the Oval. It's, it's this two-hour journey. But Chelmsford's, Chelmsford's, you know, a couple of stops from Manningtree. So you, may, you raise a very good point about, you know, the test ones, like the test grounds being the ones they want in the top six. But you look at the table, half of those that's, are in Division injustice, 2. That's the injustice. That's the injustice. And they're not even doing well in Division 2. Yeah. No, no, that's <laughs> just a, actually, I'll take Middlesex out of that. Middlesex are on the ground. They don't care. You know, it's the MTC on the ground. So I'll take Middlesex out of that. But yeah. So their proposals at this point, like how much opposition needs to be? Well, the counties have to vote for it. Voiced. The same thing happened with the hundred. No one wanted the hundred. No, like one or two counties wanted the hundred, and obviously the ones that you know, like Surrey wanted it because like they, they realised it's a massive financial boom, and most our players be in anyway. We get, we'll get more revenue from this than we will do from the um, Royal London Cup. But then all they did was hand out. Well, how about you scrap? You know, you get you we we we, we send the Royal London Cup down to a second team, basically competition, which it is, isn't it? It's basically it's a twos play. Mm-hmm. And we give you a, was it one point three million pounds a year bung, and then suddenly all but Essex, I think only Essex and Sussex voted against it, and I wouldn't be surprised if ECB go, oh, you don't like our idea? How here? How how has it? Well, has one half million pounds sound? You just get paid off. I mean, no one's thinking about the fact that if you don't have the kids coming through supporting Essex, Sussex, or what's that, they'll collapse because we'll just fans will die out. It's very it's a it's a very short sighted. Um, yeah, if you've got kids growing like up, that regard, isn't it? I can't even that London Spirit or something. If they come there with London Spirit fans and stuff like that, who've got no academies, all right, no academies. These 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 teams just cream off what the county's producing. I, I can't. I, I just it's a, it's a, it's it will just produce. I think it will produce a very very small sort of NFL style competition without the without the financial power the NFL have got. Do you think so? You go to the AGMs and you get updates about the finances and everything else. And from my, out, from my outside knowledge, like Essex seem to be well run in that we spend within our means and yeah. we don't stretch ourselves. That's what the grounds are redeveloped. But do you think that's the same for all the others? Like I'm thinking back to Durham not long ago being close to liquidation because of their poor things. They reckon, 
they reckon a few they reckon three counties will be we bankrupt um but is that and, excluding the you know yeah these are like the one and a half issues. the one and a half million or two yeah, bit, that, you know. so some counties are that's propping them up it's, I think it's, that's why it's doing it yeah i mean you you, you reduce it's meant to be a, right cricket is meant to be our second sport in the country right so you've football in the winter cricket in the summer that's meant that's what how it's meant to be you know rugby could probably very good argument for being the second sport but i mean, cricket is meant to be the second sport it's not a national game by any stretch of imagination there's huge swathes of the country where you can't watch professional cricket uh within an hour hour journey and these do we're talking about huge population areas by the way like we're talking about city, big cities are not have not are not cases for liverpool great example um yet we are trying to well, i don't understand why we're trying to contract our professional cricket it doesn't expand the game doesn't doesn't create more cricket fans doesn't inspire the next generation to go and take the sport up and they, you know that club cricket is actually in essex is thriving but like in most places we're struggling I, I think the whole thing is just a recipe for disaster and in 20 years time we're going to be ruining the game's going to be in dire straits in england and and all you have is is test match we're lucky that People point towards, oh, you know, test matches sell out for 100 quid a ticket, which is one of, is a very rare thing in world cricket. I, I, I do worry that it is just going to be rich middle class people that can afford the games. And it's going to be only be rich middle class people that can play cricket when they go to boarding schools. Um, that's my worry. You make a really good point there. Well, hopefully, other people are having the same kind of conversations and there is enough opposition to it to um, to make them think again. But I don't hold out huge amounts of hope for that. So. Yeah. I even forget that. I know people go, Chelmsford's half an hour from London. They can come to London. Most Essex is not that far. It's not that close. You well, Essex is massive, isn't it? And it's not the easiest. Like live, some parts of it are not easy to get to by train. If you Long in, car journeys, A12. Let's take... Let's say like Harwich, you know, it's an hour and 20 from Liverpool Street. Then you've got to get to the Oval. It's, it's a long journey, especially with children. So that's my yeah. concern. And also pushing these games into outside the school holidays, not good. No, it just, so, just feels like there were a lot of deliberate own goals there, actually. I, I heard a good piece, actually, that, that this is, when they said it's a performance review, elite performance review, it is how, like, how do you narrow the sport to create just 22 elite athletes who play in the England team. This, this is the plan that may, may work for that one particular goal. How do you, how do you get the game to be a national sport with greater, greater, greater participation, more healthy professional clubs? That, that's, that's not been considered. And I think it's just Andrew Strauss going, I need to get 20 to 30 elite players. And that's all I, that's all I need to worry about. And then you're in the realms of a lot of sports, like hockey, for instance. You know, you know, who cares about domestic hockey? You know, it's only these national. They only care about producing, you know, Olympic champions. So I, I worry we're going to, you know, that may maybe Essex, uh, maybe cricket. Sorry, in um, in the next couple of decades, and then Essex, we know, will be one of the uh, lateral damages of that because I can't see a team with a who's half an hour from London with a capacity of seven thousand surviving. Anything to add to that, Cheese, before we move on? Because it's quite a bleak place to be. Uh, Hence why I wanted to leave the prediction to the end. 
No, I, I think it's, it's all very fair. I think you're 100% right that Strauss has taken the mandate of we need superstars to make it better. And that's the focus. He's not looked at the implications and impact um, on smaller counties because they don't t- tend to typically produce test players, rightly or wrongly. Um, that's the assumption. Um, hopefully, people come together and make something better. I think everyone agrees that how we construct the season at the moment isn't ideal. But just cutting games and reordering stuff doesn't feel like the way to go. Fair enough. Well, we shall see what we shall see. Shall we move on to hopefully what might be a little bit of a positive? Uh, We have got Northamptonshire um, from the 26th, so a couple of days. Um, What are our predictions uh, about that, given that it is not at Fortress Chelmsford, our last game is away? Uh, dead rubber, but it should be exciting. That's my prediction. Given that we are fourth and fifth in the table, I think they're you know they're going to um, yeah be a competitive team. It should be exciting cricket. I know that nothing, no one's riding on anything. It like both neither's going to relegate anything from leaving it to championship by a long, long stretch. However, I think it should be you know we like cricket, so it should be a good game to watch. What do you think, Cheese? Uh, I think it's going to be a fun end of the season. Given our form, who knows what's going to happen? It's probably going to be a banger. I reckon so. I think we can see more of the same in terms of like you know ripping seam because the weather forecast is another dry one, isn't it? So it's uh, yeah, it's unbelievable. I think we can. I think we can look forward to some pretty exciting cricket. And uh, given the fact that it's the stakes are not massively high or anything, it's not like a you know, the tension's going to be there. Actually, it'd be really good to just see, you know, 22 men out on the pitch um, going for it and having a really good, really good few days. And the thing I think so, we think that these are professional cricketers. You don't get, you don't come professional sports player unless you are ultra competitive because the fine lines between like the second rung and the first rung are quite minor. minor. It's the people who yeah. are driven get there yep. uh, so we're gonna, we've got we've got 11 driven players against 11 driven players it's gonna be they're not gonna go oh yeah who cares the season's over they're gonna no go, no they're playing for pride yeah the last uh so i just looked at like the last five matches um it's over quite a spell given the division difference so 2015 draw 2016 essex win by an innings and 92 <laughs> that's the first game the second game in the season was a draw 2021, so when we were both in the same division, more recent, Essex win by an innings and 44 runs. And then the last one, like at the start of this season, was draw. So it's gone draw, Essex innings win, draw, Essex innings win, draw. So if the form is anything to go by, it's going to be an Essex win by an innings and something. I'd say we'll predict this though, be done in three days. I'm going to go okay. two. Two? Go another, another two-day test. Okay. Well, you heard it here first. If it happens, then um, the next time you see us at the county grounds, uh, you can give Jesus a slap in the back. There you go. 
well guys it has been an absolute joy to see you both um and uh let's just keep our fingers crossed for a good end to the season and we'll see you next time so it's uh bye from me goodbye from me uh, goodbye from me